Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thanks guys for joining us. I have Steve Jarrett from the Union Gospel Mission back with us this week. Uh, He's the assistant director. He's been there for over 30 years, 35, 36. 35 working, yes. 35 working years. He went through the program, which is usually a surprise to most people because you don't sit and talk to Steve and think, oh, this guy must have been out on the street once upon a time. Now, granted, you know, it was 35 years ago, and 35 years ago, uh, he was a little bit younger. Yeah, just a tad, yeah. Yeah. Now— Stephen is also six months younger than me, uh, so he's getting older too. Now, granted, he looks <laughs> younger than me. I don't know, we're, we're but but he he's only six period, months. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, last week we were talking about some of the, the pitfalls that there are, and obviously, no matter what your your walk of life is, no matter what your sin is, and Nobody wants to talk about sin uh, too much anymore, but uh, good, solid churches still talk about it because it's still a major problem that we have. Now, Steve had, you did, what kind of drugs did you do? Uh, everything that came down my way. <laughs> um, I, I was, I preferred alcohol, Yeah. but I've messed with things like heroin and um, uh, crystal Crystal speed, not the meth. That was before my time. Um, and marijuana and cocaine, a little bit, not too much of that. But things of that day. I mean, it's just, you know, to get high was the, was the uh, um, intent. So it didn't matter what vehicle it was for the most part. Right. Um, if you yeah. could get the alcohol, that was your that number was, one yeah, go-to. But if something else is around or that, or if they're both there at the same time, then we'll indulge in everything. Um, I, it got to that point. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely understand. It's, it's just, it was just a matter of getting high, uh, which still surprises me that that was a great thing to do because, I mean, and it gave me any kind of satisfaction because now if I had to take a pain pill yeah. for, you know, that's, that's a narco for something that's legitimate, I hate the way it makes you feel. Oh, so, I, I know, bro. <laughs> so I can't imagine, I don't, I don't understand how I like that feeling, but that's the craziness of it of it all. Yeah, uh, I, what was it, two years ago, three years ago, you had the shoulder surgery? Yeah. Was it something like that, right? Uh, I've had a few lately, shoulder and yeah. back. So, but anyway, yeah, but the shoulder was. Yeah, I went over to big. his house um, while he, right after the operation, we were just talking about it the other day because uh, one of the guys at the mission had a shoulder surgery too. He said and, that really well without. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I had to think about it. Yeah, good. You know, that's one of those, <laughs> yeah, two words that'll beat your lips up. Yeah. But anyway, shoulder <laughs> surgery, yeah, and and hopefully it wasn't shoulder surgery on a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. And you really got problems. So, but I went over to his house and he was in a lot of pain, but. To reinforce what he said, uh, I, I I don't like painkillers either. I mean, when I had my fingers crushed, I had to take some. I only took them at night to right. sleep, but they 
they give you that jittery, nasty it's feeling. Still, yeah, because that just didn't fun. Yeah, and and you can't really function in it using it. That's why you like to take it at night. So you just you just lay in there, and but back in the day, it was like, oh, isn't this nice to feel? No, I still don't get it. Well, um, I don't get it now. I think I thought I got it then. Uh, it was just sensations that you sure. don't normally feel, I guess. You know, I've had people ask me, "What were you ever addicted to anything? I said, oh, yeah, I was addicted. What To what? I said, stupid. <laughs> and and I did it pretty well, <laughs> you know? I can, I, can, uh, <laughs> I can piggyback on that one. Yeah. <laughs> So you don't have to be out on the streets. You don't have to be taking cocaine, heroin, drinking, uh, taking crystal meth or whatever it is. You don't have to be dropping acid to be just as lost and hopeless as they are. Oh, no. Sometimes people are addicted to money. They're addicted to fame. They're Mm -hmm. addicted to all kinds of things, right? To power. And and you look good. You're clean. You're... Driving a nice car, you're doing all those things. I mean, Steve, Steve, as he talked about in the last time, I mean, you had money at at times. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't crazy rich, but I was doing okay by many standards, I guess. Yeah, you weren't crazy poor either. Yeah. I mean, you know, he worked for Carter Wallace, he worked for 3M, he was in the Navy, he had all those well, things In the going. Navy, I didn't make any money at all, so, okay. <laughs> but it was Did they still experience. give you bell-bottoms back then? Uh, actually, they was phasing it out. They were phasing out the bell well, bottles. That's for just utility. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately, that'd have been cool. Yeah. I went in there. Be- oh, except for your dress blues. Dress and pea coats too. The dress blues were. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, the bottom line comes down to that many people live in a what we would call an ivory tower. They think that they're okay because on the surface they're okay, but the primary problem you had wasn't drugs, right? No. Your no. primary re- problem that, that was what? Had a sin problem. There you go. A sin problem. It just manifested itself in different forms. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was my problem. Yeah. So, and and you know, you talk to these guys all day long that are on our program. They come into you with problems. They come into you because they need their phones or whatever the case is. They need medicine, they need this, they need that. And um through it all and all the different stories, all the different things that brought them to that moment in time when they had to come to the mission, how much of it seems all the same? Little different ways. <laughs> yeah, but, little different ways, but the same thing is occurring that has occurred in their life that brought them to to us. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've talked to guys and—, and the one thing that you can tell is that as long as a guy is justifying what he did, he's yeah. not getting He's there. not getting it. <laughs> right? No. Yeah, you got to take take blame, take the blame, ask for forgiveness, and then do a, do a 180 and, you know, through the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's but you have to have that thought that that's what you want to do. You know, it's funny you, you, you use that phrase, do a 180, I've had guys say, well, I want to do a 360, 360. and and they do. <laughs> right back to the same, <laughs> right back to do, the same old thing. That's, that's a sad thing, actually. Very sad. It, it is a horribly yeah. sad thing. And sometimes when you're a counselor, whether you're the director, whether you're the assistant director, or whatever, or however you're involved with everybody, 
it's sometimes extremely heartbreaking to see a guy that you think is so has so much potential and all of a sudden they're back doing what they used to do right, right. yes it's a uh, yeah um it it can wear on you it really can it can uh, especially i mean there's guys that stay for you know two or three days and they're gone you, you know they haven't had time even to to kind of take a look at themselves you know just thinking they want to be there and then they're gone then there's those that have been there for six five six seven eight months and and look like they're doing the right things they're actually doing the right things for a while then something don't know what sways them from following the way that they need to go and they just shut it down and decided you know yep. this is the best option for me now which it, it, it isn't. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and it can even be something not really horrible, no, right? Just it was enough to take them off track. And then now they think, okay, well, I, I can I can go out now and do what I need to do. And I can handle it. I can handle it. Then you see them sometimes uh, a year later, sometimes months later saying, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish yep. I wouldn't. And a lot of them do come back more than not. They, they still stay in that wish, but they don't try to they don't do anything to, yeah about to, it. to change you know to, to try again you know let, let god work in your life truly here you know really commit yourself they kind of just yeah. want to stay in that state and that's 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 truly sad to me yeah and i absolutely agree with you and i've seen it a hundred times where guys will say well you know i i got to get back to my family and Stephen will ask him how long have you been out on the street? Well, I've been out there three years or four years or whatever. How much good were you to your family yeah, out there? wasn't helping at that point. None. So, okay, what makes you think it's going to be different? It's, I can handle it. No, brother, you can't handle it. Uh, without mentioning any names, though, we had a first ever happen the other day, right? Guy came up, signed up, interviewed, <laughs> was was going to come on the program and yeah. and before we could get him upstairs what happened uh, the police came and arrested him <laughs> that uh, happens uh, too huh yeah, i i've worked there a long time and there there has been a lot of things i've seen many many times then there's things i yeah okay that's that's a new one to put on the list you know he come in he came in with his pro his probation officer and he was ready and eager to come he's been on he was on a program a few years ago but you know, just a couple of couple, times, right? yeah, a couple of times, but it added up to like 17 days. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't much, but okay. Yeah. But he was, you know, ready, willing, wanting to got him, got him approved. And unbeknownst to either one of them, I was maybe at least to the probation officer. I mean, the police come and, and tracked him there and, and arrested him and, and hopefully whatever he did, <laughs> he could, can be resolved in some kind of way and maybe he can come back some other time. But it's like, yeah, that's what, you know, that's, that's a new one. It, we have some close like that, but not quite like that. Yeah, no, so, and, and really that's truthfully, what happens sometimes. to our brothers in blue or whatever color they yeah. wear, uh, we'd really appreciate if you hey, could get yeah. them before we do the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a bit after, but, you know, it's just paper. Um, yeah, but know. you know, a person has to deal with the things that they have done. I mean, you know, there's, yep. there's consequences like we talked about last time, there's consequences and he still had to 
deal with what he, you know, whatever happened, it caused him to, to arrest him. He needs to deal with that. So, Well, you know, I was asked that question years ago. I don't know if you remember the woman that took a hammer and beat her husband to death and she was sentenced to death. And, and while she was awaiting execution, she said she came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. She repented and everything. And, and then, of course, she wanted leniency, and a lot of people wanted leniency for her because she's changed. And people would ask me, well, what do you think they should do? I said, well, I said, it's sometimes hard to tell what a person's motivation is. Mm -hmm. And I said, but regardless of what happens to her, she's paying the price, the consequences for her temporal actions. If she's come to Christ and he's forgiven her, she's been forgiven for the eternal Eternity. consequences, exactly. which are greater than those temporal ones, right? Nice. That's and uh, sometimes it manifests in in a, our health, right? Yeah. Guys that come on the program. Smoke cigarettes or, or liver um, damage because of heavily drinking and, uh, um, you know, to the point where, you know, it actually takes their lives. And we had a guy that was on our program oh, yeah. that, his liver was so bad that he was on a program for one. He loved to be there, but he was physically, he couldn't, he wasn't able to stay. He needed to be, um, to be taken care of in the hospital, then emergency. And then he, he passed away from his, you know, from what, from his liver being so badly damaged of, mm-hmm. of, of, of the past, you know, um, workings in his life, you know, just drinking so much and, and on a daily basis and, you yeah. know, year after year and, Decade after decade, because he was an older guy. Yeah. So that, it, you know, it takes its toll. Well, Patrick wasn't older, and, and uh, you know, the guy that his family owned a jewelry yeah, yeah. thing. Yes. He, he passed away, yeah. as far as I know, too. And yeah, dip, yeah. I mean, yeah. We don't know what, <laughs> you know, what the age factor might, how you handle certain things, you know, body-wise, uh, you know, well, if you drink from the time you're 14 or 15 yeah. years old, by the time you're 40, you've got a pretty old liver. Yeah. But So, yeah, things like that, yeah, that's like you say, the consequences of your actions uh, will catch up with you. Now, if you see Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, there's an eternity that's going to last a lot longer than this life on earth. That's right. And that's that's the paramount thing we we want to, to, to uh, convey to those who come to the mission. That's right. No, that's absolutely right. And sometimes when you uh, you get too smart for your own good, we had one guy come on the program, and he was a young guy, and he was healthy, I mean, but he was doing drugs and all that kind of stuff. And no, he didn't die of a drug overdose. No. But what he did die of is a stab wound trying to buy drugs. Yeah. And so he was a young guy in his 20s. And so just because you're young, and remember what, the one guy said to me, or said, not to me, but behind my back, he said, now the pastor doesn't really think I'm never going to do drugs again. I'm young. Yeah. He he did die of a drug yeah, overdose. He did. Uh, something to the effect of, you know, I, I'm st- too young to, to, to stop doing this. Yeah, exactly. And something of that nature, yeah. You know, in other words, I'm, you know, I'm going to get my party on. Then when I finish, you know, sufficiently partying, then maybe then I'll give it up and, and do the right yeah. things. 
Yeah. Um, he, he didn't live long enough to, to uh, no. retire that on his own, so to speak. Well, that's sad, man. It's um, it's extremely it sad because he had every opportunity. Yeah, because he had opportunities. He graduated the program. He even stayed with us out at the ranch. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's 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 not just graduating. It is a, a lifelong right. following Christ. Once you get out of you, know, you, you really start to depend on Christ when you get out of the program more than you when you're in the program because now this, we have a safe haven going on, right? Yeah, cloistered I mean, a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, huh? we're, we've got Bibles everywhere and everybody's speaking Christianese and everything. Sure. But when you get out there, you have to be, and we try to build a foundation, but you have to play, use that foundation when you get out there. So when you're around different people, when you're dealing with uh, the things that happens out there and people are not around you, not Christian or have that thought or even you know, uh, looking for, out for your well-being, you have to depend on Christ for those things and uh, and find yourself a good church, which a lot of guys, exactly. unfortunately, do not do. Yeah, you know, we, we stress that, and we even have them to look for a church before they graduate, about a couple of months before their graduation time, to find yourself a, a good church that's, you know, that's uh, Trinitarian, that's, that's Bible-believing, Bible believing, you know, and get involved and... Uh, um, I mean, that's, that's what's going to keep you to, to do the, um, exactly what Christ wants you to do in, in your life and not have to come back to a mission or, you know, or, or detox or, or, a or emergency a OR, right? Because you went back to the things that brought you yeah. to the mission in the first place. Yeah, no, and, and that's exactly right. And it's amazing uh, how many times these type of things wind up happening, you know? I mean, over the course of the last 16 years, or with Steve's case, the last 35 or 6 years, he uh, he's seen all kinds of these things. And, I mean, we've talked about one guy, and again, we're not going to use any names, obviously. We, but we talked about one guy who who was a drinker, and his whole motivation was just to get back with his family. And he came from a, a Jehovah Witness background. He had a hybrid view of what the walk was. And he, he just never, he never came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we both said, well, brother, you're, not, you're really not ready to go out yeah. there. So I guess, I don't know, a year or two later, Steve saw him in a grocery store and he was Messed up again, right? Yeah, he was saying, I've asked him if he's, you know, find a church. No. Um, you're not drinking, are you? Yeah. Yeah, those type of things. But, you know, we do have guys that graduate and, and they found Christ. Amen. Graduated our program and is still doing the right things. And, and I, you know, that's what kind of keeps you going. They're, they're you know, it's going to be a high percentage that just won't, won't do that. You know, just won't carried on through for whatever reason. But, you know, we get, we get those, yeah, sure we, we get do. those Lots gems that, yeah, they, you know, they, they get it. It's, it's there. And, and, yeah, and absolutely. years and years later, they come back and they talk to us and they're doing the right things and they have a lovely family and they're, you know, yeah. and they, they're in their churches, you know, and, and serving and, and loving the Lord. And, and you can see it. It's not a, you know, it's not just words to say. And that, that keeps you going. Oh, and it's, 
you know, so you don't feel like this is all the time happening. Uh, the part that Steve is talking about, that happens all the time. Yeah. It's just percentage-wise when we're talking about it. And here's the deal. We could claim a really high success rate if we said, hey, at the end of the program, right. they, they were yeah. sober. Such and such graduated. We had, you know, right? yeah, of the whatever uh, number that came that year, we have more than half or 80% or, you know, graduated. And that's, uh, if you go by that, okay. Yeah, that's but good we're talking, numbers. We're talking lifetime. We're talking, you know, yeah. uh, never going back to those things again to which cause right. you to come to us. Right, because... Our God is a God of eternity. He's not the God God of just 30 days after you graduated. Right. And so we don't look at a success as being you graduated and you were clean for three years and then stumbled. Yeah. No, we want you to we want you to know the true and living right. God and walk into the the arms of will you be perfect? No, because I've never met oh. anybody even after coming to Christ who was perfect and walked perfectly. No, and there's not. Nope. But no. But to go back to the depths of despair that you, Mm -hmm. that you, you know, that why you came to us or any other mission, um, then, you know, that, that's what's truly heartbreaking. Yeah. But, but got a lot of success stories. Yeah. A lot of success stories, living life and trying to follow Christ. And yes, you're not going to (coughs) be totally hundred percent, you know, uh, on target, but, uh, you know, God forgives and God will, you know, you repent, God forgives you and you go on and you leave that, dust that off and keep going. Yeah. You know, I can't think of any better example than somebody who graduated, stumbled, and then like you said, came back to the mission, dusted themselves off, went on, graduated the program that aftercare thing, or, you know, the, mm-hmm than Ron Smith and Ron Amen. Smith has been on the air with me. I mean, he's oh, got yeah. a, he, he, he graduated from Epic Bible college. Then he got a bachelor or a ma- a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. And last I heard he was trying to get a doctorate. <laughs> he wrote a book. He counsels in some kind of prison type ministry. And that's, that is a, a way big success story. But you know what? Here's another big one. Guy goes home He's the father to his kids. He's supposed to be. He's the husband to his wife that he's supposed to be. Goes to his job every day, puts in 100% effort when he's there. What's his name with the the streak? You know, I never get this right. But you know. (laughs) Yes, I know who you're talking about. I mean, he, he is. He's been to all the graduations. Right. Whenever we had a formal graduation, there he is. He's clean, sober. Uh, Love that. Yeah, me too. Uh, so we got one minute, brother. Again, anybody you'd like to say anything to? <laughs> uh, just thank you for your donations and your prayers, especially for the mission. We 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 love that. We need that, and we uh, appreciate your your thoughts and your prayers for those men on the streets and and for our staff. Thank you. Amen. And you know what? I do thank all you donors, and I also thank you because I want you to know that that even through all this stuff, the mission has never been in financial trouble, and that's because God's hand is on us, and you have you have written us checks and sent us money and prayed for us and loved us, and I just I can't thank you enough. And so, as always, until we meet again, 
May God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com ugmsac.com To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.